I'm Dr. Anthony Smith of Alashay Center for Enrichment, and welcome to Black Folks Do Therapy, where we endeavor to challenge you to think critically about your mental health and overall wellness. Our goal is to inspire you to align your actions and values so that you might live your life fully 86,400 seconds every single day. We do this in part by asking questions and raising issues that you may not have previously considered. Ultimately, we encourage you to do those things that help you to live your best life consistently, always working towards balance. Thank you for joining us today. As I said, we are being joined by Dr. Tasha Russell, who is a licensed psychologist here in sunny Tamarack, Florida. <laughs> and we're gonna to talk to her about her practice and the way she conducts business as we've been able to see the inner bowels of her practice. Um, we're not going to get into some of the working mechanisms of how she does the things that she does. So thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you. We appreciate you being here and being thank willing you. to share your knowledge and wisdom with us. Got a little something to share, just a okay. little something. Okay. <laughs> so why don't we start out, like like for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you even got into the field of psychology. Oh, well, so I'm originally from Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan, mm -hmm. and um, after graduating from Spelman and going to Houston, Texas to be a teacher, I then became a principal and didn't like it. Mm -hmm. Then Katrina hit, obviously, in New Orleans, and I kind of enjoyed doing this crisis intervention, which is, I hate to say it in that way, mm -hmm. but I actually was drawn to, maybe I should say it, that would probably be better. Um, after that, when I got, went back to Houston, which is where my home was, I actually worked at this boot camp for um, like young adult women, mm -hmm. and uh, there was a, I pulled up, I'll never forget, it was 2006, a psychologist, who I know was making triple my salary, because mm -hmm. I was a rehab counselor, because I had a bachelor's, um, she said, uh, I'm so glad that you're here, Tasha, could you go and see about, and she said, you know, you're the only one that gets through to these girls. And when she said that, I knew with my $30,000 salary that mm -hmm. I had just left a nice little salary as a principal, but um, I said, it's time for me to go back to school. Okay. And so I did that. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that, like, I probably should have I should have done this a long time ago. Right, Education right. was nice. Teaching is, I guess, the gift. But this is where I um, truly feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's how good. I found the field. Good, good. Or it found me, one of the two, huh? Yeah, you're doing your passion. You're I am. You're doing what you love. Yeah, I didn't really realize that I love working with folks that are like cutters, um, suicidal, mm -hmm. um, prostitutes, addicts. Like, I actually, I feel like the population was drawn to me, and then I realized how much I liked it. I didn't really realize that. Okay. Until I was working at this boot camp in Texas and loved it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So what brought you to South Florida? Oh, so um, my little brother had twins with his wife, and I was living in Los Angeles. And I don't have my own children, but I said, I want to be a good auntie. And so he lived in Virginia. And of course, this makes no sense because I don't live in Virginia. Mm -hmm. But I said he knows that I only work with, uh, I only like to live in hot weather climates. Okay. And so this was as close as I could get to Virginia. Okay. <laughs> in the same, you know, in the same, uh, whatever you call it, time zone. Yeah, yeah. So I can get to him in about three hours. Um, they, lived, they lived in Reston. The joke is, after being here for a year, they moved to Dubai. 
wow. Yeah, and now they live in Beijing teaching English. <laughs> so I could have stayed in Los Angeles. So um, I guess I'm. I think I'm meant to be here. Okay. I've now learned, having been in South Florida, why I'm supposed to be here. Okay. You know, just learning about how Black Americans are great. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's some uh, some one of the reasons why I need to be here. Okay. There's a little bit of some folks uh, historical trauma when it comes to West Indian folks and how they see black Americans and vice versa and so it's kind of cool to kind of not have known the history and then be here and kind of live it okay can you get in and tell us a little bit about that purpose and and what that's about because I think that's important in terms of really appreciating some therapeutic things as it relates to black folks so let's jump into that I didn't know that I didn't know no one told me so I'm growing up right in the Midwest Go to school in the East Coast, in the South, you know, have a profession, and then get this doctorate in on the West Coast. The idea of, I remember the first time when I was in South Florida for probably about maybe six months, and someone said um, something about Haitians. Mm-hmm. And I said, my ear, because my ear had never heard the word Haitian. That wasn't like a common word sure. that my ear heard. I thought they said Asians. Oh. And I said, Asians don't act like that. I literally was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, nobody's talking about Asians. I'm talking about Haitians. And the idea that I was in a circle, and I don't remember what they said truly, because mm-hmm. I would repeat it if I, um, but that it was something derogatory, and it bothered me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can, I'm sure all Haitians aren't that way. Right. That was my first thought. Like, there might be a few that are dot, dot, dot. But you're not going to do that. Just like I hope they're not doing that to us. And then when I learned that some of them are, and I'll say some because it can't be all, um, the idea of um, a lot of West Indian people think black Americans are lazy. Right. I get it. I've heard it. The Mexican, what is it, the president or whatever, they talked about how black men are this. And Mm -hmm. I've heard all of these things. However, like I got five jobs. And so you're not going to tell me how I'm lazy. Right. That's that's what you're not going to do, right? right? Um, as I'm here on a Sunday morning, you know, right. making sure we're taking care of business. And so um, the idea was that a lot of West Indian folks came over or, you know, flew in, you know, whatever way they, they, were, they got here. Um, and that Americans, black Americans specifically, weren't very welcoming. Mm-hmm. And I remember this in Ann Arbor, Michigan, about how um, black folks would talk about Africans. I remember that. Maybe folks from like Nigeria. So that idea that I heard in high school was then now repeated in my, I'm 38, almost 40. And so now I'm hearing this same thing of folks that we, we all come from the same place. I always say, you got off the boat a little sooner than I did, right. but now there's this competition. Mm-hmm. So because they were not welcome, then they learned to not like the black Americans the way they were being treated. Okay. So it was almost like this kind of um, retaliation anger that was being held or resentment and so instead of so then you know they're kind of like I guess clustered together to then be mad at us sure but the problem is that might have been 50 years ago maybe 30 years ago and so I'm not even holding this feeling towards you yet you're thinking I'm thinking this of you so it was deep so I'll go to different um which is nice now um sometimes this doctorate has its benefits you see a lot of different um kind of the thoughts that people have of like the clinician so I will go to a possibly a Haitian home or a Jamaican home and they're just inviting me over for dinner and they have to almost tell their family like uh yeah she's a black American right Mm -hmm. and I'm getting the pass and like you know she's a doctor like as if that's the way I'm able to go to dinner and I'm like well what if I was a janitor or the bus driver would you allow me in terms of classism Mm -hmm. to come into your home and have dinner and the answer might be no Mm -hmm. that's the truth and so I get a pass because I um I'm not lazy. Hmm. So the stereotype, yeah. Okay. But I think it's cool because I can actually be it. So mm-hmm. I can help people understand that I'm not even holding this 
these thoughts of your culture. I think it's beautiful, right? The West Indian culture. You you were able to keep your customs a little more than I was, right? For my 400 years of slavery and my ancestors, right? And so you were able to keep your customs, sometimes your tongue, the patois, right? The Creole, like, it's beautiful. The Sometimes the wear, the, the, um, the garb, yes. I mean, the food. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to figure it out. Soul food was all we could figure out, right? right. And we know where they really came from, what mm-hmm. they kind of gave us at the end. So, yeah. Okay. So how does your understanding manifest in your treatment and working with people and dealing with some of those uh, negative perceptions that are embedded in our psyche? It's true. Embedded is a good word. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there with a client that then ends up saying, um, I, I'm i Haitian American. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And I'm loving that, like, they're able to be receptive to me. So already we're kind of, like, changing the stigma um, or the thoughts of each culture not being able to get along. Mm-hmm. And so I just, you know, for me, I, I think I'm grateful that I'm able to model that um, that our culture is more alike than different. Mm-hmm. And so probably 50 to 60% of my practice is Haitian, Jamaican, Puerto Rican, Dominican. Mm. I mean, right here. And so even though they're no one is talking about it as much out loud like oh you know Jamaican folks don't come to therapy you know that's not what we do we weren't taught that and it's true we weren't taught to talk about what's inside of closed doors behind closed doors right. however once you see someone that looks kind of like you um, then you kind of maybe consider it mm-hmm. yeah I think I talked about that in one of the earlier podcasts oh nice the cultural conditioning and mm-hmm. the paranoia that exists um, truly in, in in our rightfully so because there's so much damage that have been, that has been done, done. historically it's true. by the medical institute um, in psychology in particular yes. so it's so true mm-hmm. yeah it's so true We're just kind of trying to break away the barriers slowly mm-hmm. and the more they can see practices like this that reflect us everywhere you look you see pictures on the wall you oh, see yeah. people who look like us mm-hmm. that brings a level of comfort that mm-hmm. allow people to say okay I can go and get some work done on my insides, just as I would do for my outside. Everything for my else, right. right. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I everything agree. outside starts from within. It is the mind that makes the body. So that's one of the things yeah. I like to talk to people that. about. Mm-hmm. The, the glow, when people say, oh, you have such a glow. And I'm like, you know, that's that joy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I really feel good before you said hello to me this mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. I said hello to myself, right, you know? Right, right, and yeah. so I lo- that's one of my favorite compliments. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you just... And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm still, I'm still doing something yeah, right yeah, on, yeah. on the inside. Okay, okay. So tell us about your work. How do you hmm. come to do what you do as a um, psychologist, okay. a practicing psychologist? So my, um, my brand is called Drive-By Therapy. That's what the private practice is called. Mm-hmm. Um, that totally comes from, uh, I, I remember thinking, should I do drive-through therapy or drive-by? Mm-hmm. And the idea is that I have a sharp shooting tongue. And so I talk about um, getting to the core of the issue. Obviously, I don't want to kill anybody at mm-hmm, all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of like to say that I don't mind raising up some dead situations. Mm-hmm. And so um, drive-by therapy does uh, a lot of things. So I go to, a lot of times I'll make house calls. I'll see a patient um, here. Um, there's a, a, a city about 30, 30 miles north. It's called Delray Beach. I'll see a patient there. Um, I also work at a rehab facility for addicts and alcoholics, mm-hmm. adults, um, whenever they get out, sometimes they will then see me, you know, in the private practice. Uh, let's see. We also, I enjoy doing 
talk shows. So I do talk shows every first Thursday mm-hmm. um, with a stand-up comedian. The worst one coming up is called uh, Do You Still Believe in the One? And so it's literally a restaurant lounge, and I'll just kind of go around with the cordless mic, and people will ask questions or talk about, like, they used to still believe, they used to believe in the one until they got married to their second wife, you know? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right, or right, I'm right. still looking for the one, exactly. even though, you know, three three minutes ago kind of made me stop believing. And so it's kind of cool. It's really, they don't know that it's totally group therapy on steroids, sure, right? It's yeah. 85 people. Um, but folks ain't coming to group therapy, but they will come to a talk show, have right. a glass of wine and, sure. you know, get a few chicken wings and mm-hmm. oxtails. And so um, that's every first Thursday. And then I do a speed dating event, which actually was to help progressive singles to learn how to date. Mm-hmm. So with this whole online world and just the idea of like, we kind of were taught how to keep toxic relationships. Not saying that mom and dad taught us that specifically, but it's kind of even like around us to mm-hmm. continue toxic relationships. So I kind of like to teach them how to have a healthy dating life okay. to get to a healthy relationship. Sure. Um, and that's kind of every other month. And then the other month, that's the other, every other, is couples date night. So I help couples stay together. And that's with um, a, a wonderful couple, um, the Henrys. And that's called Keep a Happy Home. Mm-hmm. So we find help singles find each other. Then we help couples stay together. Okay. And then um, just single or married folks to talk about whatever's going on when it comes to love, relationships, sex, depression, anxiety, trauma um, at a restaurant. Okay. Yeah. So that's drive-by therapy. Um, in addition to what I do here, obviously just seeing yeah. um, individuals, couples, and families. Yeah, that's a unique take that allows you to tap into the community in a way that the community doesn't even necessarily see it but once you can make that entree and get comfortable with folks then they can feel comfortable coming for the other work you're right because then they'll say hey um do you work with uh teenagers that are and i say yes only we know that i'm the therapist and you know they're the client but other than that they're just coming to a talk show Mm -hmm. yeah that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, worked yeah. out. I didn't know it was going to work out that way. Uh-huh. But uh, for us as black folks, we sometimes have to trust you literally before sure. yeah. I, number one, give you my money and two, believe in who are you mm-hmm. to tell me anything. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so The academy teaches us this professional distance, but I found that um, our folks want to relate. They want to feel you. You feel me? Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, yeah. They want to feel that you're a real person and you're not this person over here. Well, tell me about this. Right? Yeah, so, no. you know, the, the, the act of disclosing and, and making myself real is something that I bring into, into my sessions. And I found that people really go, oh, wow. You can, and then can it makes that. it if you can do it then I can do it it uh-huh. makes it real tangible you know yeah absolutely mm-hmm. I would agree with that I, would, I have said um, as wonderful as my school was I learned a lot about myself in grad school to get this degree um, that I say that they taught me how to be a great white clinician mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. um I had to almost teach myself or ABCI, obviously, mm-hmm. the Association of Black Psychologists, to kind of realize that, like, oh, wow, it's okay to touch? Yeah, because there's safe touch. Yes. It's okay to hug? Yes. Yeah. Because it's, there's a there's nothing wrong with teaching folks how to bring it in mm-hmm. um, and know that your therapist is um, kind of like a distant auntie. That's kind of the best way yes. it feels yes. um, yeah. for us, mm-hmm. a little kind of a kinship immediately. Right. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. um, those books are always nice, but we need to keep keep writing our own books because exactly. of what works for us. Right. Because culturally, there is a way of doing and there's a way of being 
um, that is just different. It's not right or wrong. It's different, and, yeah. it, and it works for us. Yeah, and, and effective. So, right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And the evidence is the people who keep coming back and who keep saying, sending people. I remember when people would say, I was thinking, what would Dr. Anthony do? Oh, I, I love like, that. Wow, that's a. That's, That's huge. a huge responsibility. Yeah, you got your own bracelet you know, right there, Doctor Anthony. What would he say? <laughs> um, because That's I got, huge. you know, I'm not always right, or I don't, you know, I got my own stuff I'm oh, dealing yeah, with. I'm course. human too. Uh-huh. Um, but it's a, it, it really magnified the huge responsibility that we have to, you know, continue to help people develop and be and to challenge critical thinking. True. Um, so that they know this is who I am. This is how I'm operating. This is what I want to achieve in life. And I can align my values oh, yeah. and actions to make that happen. Truly. That reminds me of a um, couple that, um, not a couple, a few couples. But when they tell me when they come to the office and they'll say, we were in the middle of an argument. We said, it's time to go see Dr. Tasha. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you are totally in the home. And right. that's, it's precious. Right. That's, you can't right. make that up. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you're right there at the family table or the argument on the couch. Right. And there's nothing wrong with it. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, Y'all were talking about me? Right. My ears burning. <laughs> and so, yeah, I totally love that. Yeah. And w- along with that, we don't always get to see oh, right. the change happening and people's growth and people's healing. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes they get better and they don't come back. It's we true. just have to trust that those seeds that are planted are actually oh, manifesting sure. into something. So They sometimes good. come back, but when a crisis yeah. happens, like after the third kid, right, and, right. yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I finally got married, you know? Right. Now I got a different sort of problems. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, or set of problems. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, let me ask you, what do you think are, if you, if you, if I had to, if you had to come up with the top three things, issues that you see that are specific to um, black folk mm. um, that you see coming specific. in your door? Yeah. What would you say those, th- those three things are? And then how do you help people with those things? Hmm. Unresolved childhood trauma, for sure. Mm-hmm. Unresolved childhood trauma. Unresolved childhood trauma, meaning they're definitely coming in post-30, usually between about 30 and 60. That's probably the range that a majority work with. And they're talking about the things that they've never said out loud and mm-hmm. almost still don't want to address um, with the same uncle or mother that they just left dinner mm. you know from, mm-hmm. they just left dinner you okay. know and they're coming to me uh, or a holiday that they're reminded of the trauma that's so and, it, so it triggers them those oh, yeah. secrets that they're holding in triggers them absolutely and they're still having to deal with that and they're still ha- yeah and managing as if everything's fine mm. and so one of the beauties of doing this work as you know is kind of taking you know peeling away the onion knowing that we're going to get to the core but it may be painful mm-hmm. right the recovery process sometimes is painful you got to put one foot in front of the other after surgery but we kind of first have to talk about this is my issue mm-hmm. um and so for sure unresolved childhood trauma and it's so deep to the point where you know once you're opening it up you're also because i give homework i don't know if you give homework oh, yeah, i love absolutely. to give some homework yeah, and i say do you mind going to talk to your mama that's still alive and i absolutely. say it just like that because uh-huh. you're going to have this question and then after death it's hard to get the answer mm-hmm. and ask her did she go through this the same way either you did it or if it looked differently or um i'll say have you talked to your sister about that mm-hmm. so you know what your brother did to you but you ever wondered if he did that to your sister i mean because at some point they may not come the other family may not come to me right 
but now you can do the work within your family after you're doing it internally and so that by far how the you know it kind of continues to like translate within the family of them we're going to have a conversation Mm -hmm. one of the hardest conversations we're going to have but we're definitely going to have it because it's hurting that we haven't had it for 30 years it's hurting me more so that's probably one of the biggest one the unresolved childhood trauma which ends up bringing the unresolved childhood trauma of grandma and them Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh let's see another one and it's it's amazing that in the example that you gave, for instance, that the two sisters would have never had the conversation. They Man. just hold it because, oh, well, certainly this isn't happening to anybody else. And I feel shame and embarrassment about it having happened to me. So I'm just not going to oh, say anything. Boy. And they're, they, they literally were in the same house growing up mm-hmm, experiencing mm-hmm. the same thing. The same thing. The same thing. Golly. When my, when my went to work, it was... There were some things that happened, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we haven't talked to mom about it, and we still have to see her husband. Right. Choose her, choose him over me. Right. And we talking about pasta potatoes. Right. You know? Right. Come on, you don't actually have to go to dinner. See, I say some crazy stuff, and I don't know if you say something. I say, you know, you don't actually have to answer the phone when she calls. Mm-hmm. And I love mama, but sometimes, you know, there's some there's some conversations that we got to have with her also. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of give that distant homework, you know, mm-hmm. do some work without. Yeah. 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 I, I think I hear. So when you say crazy questions. Yeah. I, I say I, some crazy stuff. I think of it as I'm asking critically thinking Truly. questions. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah it's, we can call it crit- it's crazy. Critical but, but really, there's a purpose. There's a method to the madness. Oh, yeah. Right? And so I got to make you think about this thing in a way that you never thought about never. it before. And so we're going to dig deeper because it's not just I, I'm doing this because this is who I am. Oh, yeah. There's a reason why you're doing that. Oh, yeah. Let's figure out what that reason is so that we can then help you make the shift that needs to happen. Oh, yes. So that you can move into a space of healing. Oh, my gosh. And you can when you can see, you know, when you see the light bulb go off, mm-hmm. when they're gaining insight mm-hmm. and you. Oh, that's like. Oh, you're like sticking the whatever it is in gymnastics, you know. Right, sticking, sticking the, the end. Boom, yeah, ten. It's like yeah, yeah or a touchdown. And you're just like, oh, I'm so happy. You can see it. Right. And they leave, and they want to keep talking to you as you walk out the door. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> All right. So oh, one, another one. Ooh, number two. Probably. Um, this is a big statistic and you know hot topic. You know, probably a few years ago about the unmarried black woman Mm. Mm -hmm. and um not only do i love speaking about it because again even though we're not taught in those books in grad school sometimes you can share your story as long as it's relevant Mm -hmm. right and you've processed it through and so being an unmarried woman and being obviously a black unmarried woman I can like model it while I'm like, so there's like so much going on. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm processing it through of like what it's like. And then I'm actually living it so I can share a couple of things that are relevant. And then there's like a, the idea of like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's okay. Right. Um, it doesn't feel okay all day, every day, but it is okay. Um, and so the belief, and this probably comes from me being raised by my father as in he was like my primary caregiver. Mm-hmm which is its own, you know, dynamic when you see its mom. Sure. But uh, I think men are great. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when you, I mean, like, great, great. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I had, mm-hmm. I had to learn to like the women, you know? Uh, but I just think immediately, so when you sometimes deal with the hurt or the suffering or pain that goes along with being the single black woman, it doesn't mean mother or not, but the idea of 
she wants to have a mate. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of times she was taught by her single mother, right? Because it's about 75% of us that uh, I was raised by both of my parents um, that are married. But 75% of us in terms of black folks mm -hmm. that had a single parent in the sure. home. And so how do you teach the single black woman about thinking men are great? If they all mama was pissed off, right? Mm -hmm. About men or your daddy didn't come home or he was there or he, you know, there was infidelity. And so this daughter who's now 45 years old, who's unmarried and thinks something's wrong with her, she was taught to kind of uh, not depend on the man but wants to be married. Sure. Mm -hmm. So those sometimes, I mean, not that dependence comes from something marital, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but there's some sense of like submission to each other. That you actually were never taught you were taught how to get it on your own and so this whole independent thing i'm like baby that's not it mm -hmm. you know that it's not always it. Mm -hmm. it it's gotten us here but you're saying you want to what mm -hmm. and so i love bringing just the, the idea of um what men are like talking to women who really don't know okay they didn't have mm -hmm. something modeled to them which was i know i did and it's a right. luxury it's right. sad to say but it was actually a luxury to have a really good dad of integrity um, and expressive that you know that expresses himself mm -hmm. so the fact that you think that this is the norm that the way this is the way men will treat you or make sure you just I mean I say there's a thing now that like you're just okay with getting the piece of a man so that means you're okay with being someone's side piece sure, literally sure. and we talk, we talk about that in the um in the session and they're really not okay with it but we're allowing it because right. if homeboy right mm -hmm. can have all five of y'all five days of the week mm -hmm. why would he why would he ever settle with anybody if it, it's not a requirement right so i use that word a lot like so while you don't require that of a man that likes you you don't require that while you're dating and you literally see this like huh i never thought about that mm -hmm. this is beyond like pulling out chairs and you know holding doors but that's right. that's small stuff right We're talking about respect you know mm -hmm. or consistency you actually can desire that even though your father made broken promises from zero to 18, you think it's normal. And so I almost, it's like, wow, it's, that's one of my favorite things, but it's painful. Cause we got to, we got to go into what we think, how we think of men, Right. you know? And right. I'm sitting here as I'm sure you could do the same type of work as the man with her in the room, Absolutely. but I'm talking to her like, uh-uh baby, it's like not always, it doesn't always have to be like that. I'm mm -hmm. living this. Right. Um, and so I think that's probably for sure one of the greatest uh, feelings to see her start to believe in love again mm -hmm. or relationships again um, or believe it that men are great. Right, right. They're not all dot, dot, dot. Right, to see yeah. that magic happening. With yeah, them, that's things. my favorite. And then you talk to them, yeah, yeah, they get married and they're like, now can we do couples therapy? Right. And I'm like, sure, because you're still trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, that's actually cool. You said three things. I'm trying to think of the other. And it probably is couples work. The couples work mm -hmm. yeah. that I do. Okay. Um, but I'm trying to think of the what is what stands out the most with black folks that do couples therapy. You know what? This is probably it. And this is, I have to speak to all clinicians out there. Okay, mm -hmm. female clinicians specifically. You actually can um, make, I hate to say it like this, but this, you know, I'm a little spicy. But therapy can be very sexy to the husband that comes in with the wife that made him come. Sure. And as the woman, you are, as the female clinician, you are more than capable 
to kind of engage him. Sometimes, um, and then the husbands out there that are thinking about doing therapy, it's like, just try it out. Yes, it would be lovely to have a male therapist. Uh, and if you can't find that, you can find a female therapist that can, you don't have to feel like she's on her side. Because right. I hear that. So that's probably one of my, um, that's one of the things I really love is once you're with the couple, heterosexual c- couple, mm-hmm. and the man is like, huh, well, when's the next one? Because mm-hmm. she called you out and, and me, but I wasn't right. ready for her to call you out. Right, right. right. And you can see that he's almost, he's the one that's, or makes the phone call also to say, hey, we're going through it again, Dr. Tasha, can you call her? Yeah. I mean, I've heard, that yeah. is like the best yeah. moment. Yeah, I think it's important for people to understand. One of the things I try to explain to people is, when I wake up in the morning, mm. I'm not thinking, how can I go to my office and piss people off. Oh, yeah, no. How can I go make people mad at me? How can I go oh, yeah. just ruin somebody's day? <laughs> Their whole day. That's not what I'm doing. Uh-uh. I'm waking up saying, how can I go help enlighten, bring joy and happiness to oh, people yeah. and help them in their healing process? And like you, I'm great at what I do. Hello, and say so that again. <laughs> when I'm sitting there helping people, it's like, oh. I got to point out things that I see. And so I can see the back of your neck, but you can't see the back of your neck. So you good. have to trust that I chose this person who looks like me mm-hmm. to come and give me some feedback that's going to help move and progress me forward. Oh, yeah. So I'm not on anybody's side. I'm on the relationship yeah, side. Yeah, we're in and this so, together. Right. I yeah. want to see you all succeed. So you have to believe and trust the person that you're working with oh yeah that that's what they are doing and they're pointing these things out oh yeah because they see something that you can't see and if you can trust that i chose this person they are working for my benefit oh yeah then it's going to be uh, a good outcome for you oh yeah so i, I try to put the people that. that way and then that just reduces well i can't really hide behind what well, she's on his side or he's on her no, because there's yeah. there really there is no none points. of that. Yeah, we're it, not it, keeping points here. Right, it, it doesn't benefit us to be on anybody's side ever. Oh man, but it's so it's so nice when they trust. Once the trust mm-hmm. is made, psh, then you can. Yeah, you got the generation. You got folks that'll then tell their neck the the children to come in. Right. You might want to talk to. Mm-hmm. They just had a baby, you know, sixty right. something year old couple that right. now tells their children that are in their thirties and. Now you got the teenager that's like, we got to go to therapy, mom? Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. So we got three generations that believe in this right. thing. Um, but we have to do the work first. We do. Godly. You got to do is, the work this first. This is part of the process, talking about these things oh, in an yeah. open forum and letting people know that it's okay. Whereas before it wasn't Mm-mm. and it shouldn't have been because the academy didn't have our best interests at heart. We do. We, do. we love our people, and so we're trying to get everybody healed and man, everybody, as a community. <laughs> we want everybody to make it to the. No, it's so life. true. It's mm-hmm. so true, and we will go back for the one, right? Yes, we will go back for yes. the one. Like, yes. oh wait, hold on, how many, how many sheep we got here? Mm-hmm. We go get that one. Let's go get them. Yeah, yeah. let's go get that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love when you said that you're that you're good at what you do. Mm-hmm. Some, that's there's nothing narcissistic about that statement. Mm-hmm. It's a very you're self-assured yeah I mean it I got my degree so early and so I was always fighting this oh they see me as I still look like I was 21 when I had my oh PhD. yeah of course of course so people would I would literally watch people I would go out to greet them and they'd be like what are you gonna do like so you do have to prove yourself that that feeling of having to when you're right young. so I had to work through looking. that 
Um, now I'm to the point where it's like I tell people like, I'm good. If it's information, if you want to use it, great. If you don't, oh, I love it. That's cool too. My schedule is packed. Like I'm not. Oh my I'm goodness! Not, yeah, I, help I didn't you, call you. you right. Yeah, I didn't I, call you to come in. You know, I don't. I don't do. And it's not in an arrogant conceit. It's just my time is valuable. I'm gonna give all. I mean, people can call me after hours on vacation. I'm sitting on the beach helping. It doesn't yep. matter because I'm, I'm into what I do and I love it and I have balance in that way. Of course. I work hard. I play hard. Trust me. I take care of me. Uh huh. Um, but I take care of the people that I work with because I really, really care. But I know, even with my children, I can't make anybody do anything. It's information. You want to use it? Great. Mm. If you don't, then your path must require that you go through what you're going through to get to where you need to go. And I'm cool with that. I'm never going to get in the way of somebody walking their path and learning the lessons that they need to learn. So if that's for you to do right now, cool. In six months, you may come back and want a different, in a year. There's no... Yeah. Rhyme or reason. There's no... There's no ego at that point either. It's just, there's none. Yeah. Walk your path. It it fits and you want to use these things? Great. (laughs) <laughs> I told him um, my husband once um, in a couple of sessions I had her step out you know you know what's going on and, yeah. the, and you know they're not going to talk about it and I said um, I'm going to give you about three months to continue this affair and to get out of it mm-hmm. and that look he gave me is just like how did you know like I said but I'm not even asking you how many there are or how often you see her mm-hmm. and I said but I, it's hard to work with you knowing that you're lying right I mean, like, literally. Right. And I said, and now when that third month comes, either we're going to be done working mm-hmm. together as a couple, or you're just going to tell her. You know what I mean? Right. But if you take care of it, you can do your work, right? Because you can work with couples individually. Because sure. it's not, all things sometimes don't need to be said. Yes. I had to learn that mm-hmm. um, as an early clinician. Right. You know, you want to get to the truth, tell the truth, mm-hmm. and set you free. But no, some truth will... uh Penetrate and like stab, kill. I mean, right. it doesn't feel good. Right. But if they can do the work and find their own forgiveness and kind of release it, mm-hmm. sometimes they can still be in that couple, absolutely, um, in that relationship and continue on or stay stay in that career. You know, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta gotta step back for a minute and know that like I don't need you to be here. I'm gonna still. You know what I mean? My life's gonna stay on. Right. If you if you want to keep lying to your wife. But I'm not gonna be able to just watch it yeah, and um, help you get there. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you know helping people and being in a space of of service is it's really a blessing to be mm-hmm. able to um, be used as a vessel because it, at the end of the day it's you know the energy of the creator Whoa. speaking through us. It's not so much us. So that also takes the ego out. I have to always give honor to that. Always. Uh, because sometimes I'm like, hmm, I don't know what to do with this. Hey, y'all gonna help me out here? All and then, are. boom, where'd that come from? Yeah. So, I know I'm doing what I'm here to do. And mm-hmm. it sounds like that you are as well. Yeah. So, that's a beautiful thing it to is, see. It is, apparently. Yeah. That, uh, you know, you get them at a young age that you, you're tapped in, mm-hmm. but you don't always know what to do with it. Right, right. I definitely knew something was going on almost like in this uh you know in the in the church of talk call it like a prophetic gift uh, yeah. but when i was told that at 12 what was, what was i gonna do with that i'm just right. trying to go to seventh grade this right. is just trying to finish right. her spanish homework right. and so i knew i didn't want to be like literally i didn't want to be a minister i didn't want to be someone that creates a 
trans like to script out a sermon like that just didn't feel like my right, personality right, even right. at 12 and I was like and I like talking to people outside the church because that's when they kind of talk about what's really happening mm-hmm. and I remember that feeling but who would have known that I would have done it would have come out in, in this, this way in this form yeah so that so let's let's take a few minutes and talk about that okay how do you bring or allow spirit to come into your therapy sessions do people bring that in do you find that people are open to that or so how what's your process there so i'm a little uh hmm. so i don't really give it a name as in spirit or god until they bring in the mm-hmm. word god okay. so that's for sure sure i know we've been taught that but it, it really does work that's that yeah. really makes yeah. sense because you want people to own their truth and right not your truth for sure mm-hmm. so i definitely don't project whatever i'm believing on that day (laughs) but uh the idea of i'll say something that is only god Mm -hmm. that the reason why i even said it there's a lady i worked with in oakland california this is i was an intern she was a battered women's shelter i'm 31 too and she didn't she we were talking about some the men in her life and she kept saying him and him, and I'm like, which him? Is that 96 him, or the, is that the, the father of your child him? And it was so, too many hymns that I said, can I just get, I said, can we say names? I wasn't actually, obviously, with what we do. It wasn't a nosy thing. I just literally couldn't keep up with the three or four right, hymns. Right. And I remember, I said, well, let's call one, let's call, um, she said, I don't want to. And I was like, I don't want, she literally had a whole attitude. You know, I love when they have a good attitude, just mm-hmm. a good, healthy, just lady. Like, you better be glad I'm here right now. You know what I mean? I mean, a real healthy attitude of like, I'm not telling you their names. I mean, ugly. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, let's just call him Craig and Dwayne. Her mouth went open. So like, just like, like, how did you think of both? The, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and you know, I did not know mm-hmm. his name. One, him, him number one was Craig and him number uh-huh. two is Dwayne. They were actually. They really, their names were, <laughs> right. And so. That's a spiritual moment. Right, like, right. I can't make that up. Right. I don't know this lady from a can of paint. Right. But she was a battered woman in the shelter. I'm an intern. I've done my own work to mm-hmm. where I know how to tap into when I hear something. Sure. Right? So we get the download. Right, right. That's what I call it, that, the download. Come on. We get a download, <laughs> right? And it don't take long. Like, the uh, what was the old school when when it was it was the it was the modem that had the circle and it was like, it's come mm-hmm. dial up. Right, yeah. Dial up. Right. Dial up means your relationship ain't too close right. to the spirit right. or to God. Mm-hmm. That, that's the dial up. That's that 1993. Right, right. right. And I'm talking about that like quick Wi-Fi. 5G. Hello. God come on, 5G. I mean, really. <laughs> so that moment it was, I'm hitting my 5G. Mm-hmm. I say Craig and Dwayne, but really just to get to the bottom of it because right. I was confused. Mm-hmm. Not to spook her out. Mm-hmm. At that moment, when I tell you the work that you know how we, like you're already like shifting and then you just kind of submit to the spirit sure. because it's happening mm-hmm. and then you just see like she just didn't play she just knew like wow I can't play in here yeah right. you can't mm-hmm. like number one this is your time I don't want to waste your time right let's use this time wisely mm-hmm. I don't even know how long you're gonna be here you worried about a name that I'm not right. gonna look up in the yellow pages and so th- 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 those moments happen you just you'll get that you'll just tap in and you'll just say let's just say grandma always cooked blueberry pie mm-hmm. it don't make sense white folks asian folks and you're and they're like oh my but my grandma always cooked blueberry pie now i was just thinking of an example right. but it was never just mm-hmm. an example mm-hmm. so now you have them like engaged right because we because you said blueberry pie mm-hmm. um it's just it's so cool when obviously they call it like the parallel process and 
you know, just what what works in terms of the way acad- the academia taught us what it is. Sure. Like, oh, wow, you're having a parallel process with... No, I'm having a parallel process with the ancestors, right? Because right. we've been walking together right. for a little while, right, right. and I'm tapped into who's really leading me, mm-hmm. and then now I can have that. But that's the second parallel process exactly. going on was in the session. Right. Yeah, let's not just call it just like, oh, we're just... Right. We're learning right now. No, no, this right here, this was some work to get here. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. That, so, so now we're getting to the core of what makes therapy different for us as black oh, folks for sure. as opposed to the academy and, and how therapy manifests oh, in, yeah. in that domain oh, absolutely. because when you're able to tap into mm. spirit that is yeah. surrounding you and tap into the mm. relationship with the people that we work with yeah. it moves them in a way that they didn't even realize. No, they didn't know. Mm-hmm. And we're just kind of catching up to where it's going at right. that point. Exactly. And we really aren't leading the session at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's where it was supposed to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And who think you think think of who thinks of that in the um, when we're reading the book in grad school of like who's who's writing that down? Make sure that you speak prophetically right. to your to your <laughs> client. That's a book. Right. That's a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do. Or that. not because it might. It, can you quantify it? Oh, that's I true. Mean, that's that's a that's a discussion. Yeah, that's, that's a whole true. discussion. That's a whole other, yeah. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta do another okay, one on, okay, on just okay. that because there, there's a lot to be said about like the academy likes to throw around evidence based medicine, and I always say the evidence is: Did they get what they needed? Did they get oh. movement? Did they get things happening in their lives? Yeah. I like when um, the people that I work with can go and do their own research and apply. And then come back and say, guess what happened? Because then it, it takes it out of me. It's not me oh, yeah. doing it. So one quick example. Yeah, go ahead. I told this woman um, she was having problems with her children, her son, her, well, both children who were rambunctious. And she thought they had ADHD. And so, oh. you know, I always take a more <laughs> comprehensive approach to that. It's like, well, I went through her diet and she was telling me some of the stuff that they were including in their diet. So I said, here, I want you to change a couple things. And you tell me what happens. She did her own. I said, go look up Red Dye 40. She went and looked at She Do the research. Tell me what you find out about that. She did the research. She took that out of their diet. Wow. She came back a few weeks later. And she told me, I just made these changes. And I have seen tremendous yep. improvement in their behavior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now... That ain't got nothing to do with me. No. Uh-uh. She, nobody can ever take away from her what she did and what she saw with her own eyes. That's powerful. Yeah, that is That's powerful. That's evidence-based You gave medicine. her one, one, one homework. Right. Yeah. And she took that and made it, made it manifest for herself. Uh, so that's ownership, right? That's self-empowerment. It's not me. That's you. Yeah. Nobody can ever take that away from you. So that's an example of the types oh, of things I, I try that. to help people to own mm. their own path and own their own stuff so that they can grow and move forward in a healthy way. Oh, it's, I love how you went into the diet. Mm-hmm. Gosh, we forget to do that. Yeah. As clinicians, because we're not physicians, when we can bring it all in. I do all of it. I, yeah, I get it. It's a holistic thing for me. I get it. It's, it it's, that reminds I would go, I've done it backwards where like they come in. I'm about to get gastric bypass surgery and mm-hmm. I have to talk to a mm-hmm. therapist, right? So everything's so biological sure. and medical. And I'm like, let's go to the psychological reasons that, 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 that. Right, right, right. You know, what, mm-hmm. do, what, does, what does food serve you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What happens when the, 
relationship when you break up with the pizza. Right. You know what I mean? Right. The pizza pie. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. we gonna break up with the the Funyuns? Right. And those, <laughs> you know, Tostitos that right. you could, you never could. You know, that's a big like. How do we break up with that? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, then we go to psychological because of they're in the the room for something medical. Right. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. It's our job is I think we, we can never get bored. We can never get bored. There's so many things we can talk what? about. We can keep talking for hours. What? <laughs> but, Man. <laughs> but we do need to bring it to a close. Okay. So um, I want to just have you summarize your thoughts and your uh, feelings about what you do in your practice and a closing message you'd like to give to those who are oh. um, out there watching and uh, are listening and internalizing some of the discussion we've been having today. Wow, I have to say something simple because I'm not ever really good at the closing statements, (laughs) you know, Um, because you want to put the bow on it, you know. But I think one of the things, and can I look in the mirror just because it's like, I mean, the mirror, the lens. Sure. So, folks out there, one of the best things about um, therapy is that you don't have to be fine in therapy. And um, we live our lives every day. Someone asks us how we're doing and what is our response. And so here um, in our in our offices, um, you don't have to be be fine. And that's we're giving you permission to not be always fine. And then we're going to give you the tools to get there. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always feel so good, the healing process. But when you trust us, which is like the blessing, because we're actually honored to be in your lives as well. Um, try your best just to trust it just one session if you're thinking about hmm I've been thinking about going to a therapist just try us out and um, make sure it fits right you know we're not all the same but once you keep shopping and you actually are believing like wow there's something about this that I'm drawn to yeah just start doing the work Um, and we're waiting for you on this side and we can always help you find people in your area we're very well connected with our um, association of black psychologists and uh, we have a network of people um, all across this country, all oh, across yeah. the world. And so um, don't be afraid to reach out and get some uh, leads into people who could be beneficial for you. Uh, so, well, thank you. I- I'm so glad that we got a chance to sit oh, down and no. have this conversation. I think it's been quite fruitful. And, uh, it has. Uh, we got to have more. There's a lot more that we can delve into. Yeah, there's a lot to do. Mm-hmm. So I'll be coming back to Florida. So oh, you're so always welcome down here. Thank yes. You, thank you. Thank you. In closing, I want to remind you to always be a critical thinker as it relates to your mental health and well-being. We always want to inspire you to consciously question your choices to ensure that you are doing those things that bring you happiness and fulfillment. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel and share the information with others who might benefit. Connect with us on Twitter at HeartMindHealer and visit our Facebook and Instagram pages at Alashe Center, A-L-A-S-E Center. Our website is Alashe.net, A-L-A-S-E.net. And feel free to contact us for any consultations or questions you might have. Things that I might be missing Running too fast to stop to listen It's time to step out on faith I gotta show